0: The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry. But more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel shipment. Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight and following me this three and a half year journey. I really appreciate your support. And to all my new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And ultimately, want to give thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we have another great show. Uh, This year has been an absolute uh, joy from a show standpoint. Uh, I've had some great guests. Uh, We were off last week, but uh, we have a great uh, guest here tonight. I call this one of my business segments. Uh, We do these uh, periodically during the year where we touch on the business perspective or entrepreneur type uh, topic. Uh, So we're going to be discussing that tonight. So we're going to be talking about igniting your business so you can increase your revenues and your profits So you can live the life you want to live. So stay tuned uh, as we go into that segment momentarily. Now, if you had any questions and or comments, you can call in at 917-889-8078. Call in with your questions and or your comments. You just call in at 917-889-8078. And for those of you who don't know, you can listen to all of the past shows on demand where you can be heard or we can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, Goodness, I just lost my screen here. Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I just had some technical issues here going on, but I guess I'm back now. That was weird from my side. Uh, my guest is still there. Stacey, you there? I'm here, Lionel. Okay, okay, all right. So hang tight there. I had something spooky going on with my computers here. But uh, you can hear me also on Spotify and iHeartRadio. So you can listen to the show at any time, anywhere, uh, as you're working, as you're driving. Definitely feel free to uh, take a listen, especially if all the past guests that I've had here on the show as well as the different topics that we have addressed here as well. I've also created a, a radio show page on my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Click on the, the radio show banner. It will take you over to a page that I've dedicated uh, to the show. It will give you all of the like a, a, a gallery of all the guests that we've had here on the show as well as a listing of all the different financial topics that we have uh, uh, discussed. So please, I would encourage you to check that out. Well, let's get started. Well, my guest, well, you've already heard me say her first name, but you're going to hear her whole name in just a minute. Uh, She is an international recognized business growth strategist, author, and coach. She was named as the International Coach of the Year in 2016. For over 16 years, she has been helping six to seven-figure entrepreneurs with powerful marketing and sales strategies to get more clients, more profit, and more time off to enjoy who and what they love. She is also the author of a soon-to-be-published book called Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash. She's the creator of several popular programs. The Hidden Profit System, Become a Magnet, Attracting Your Perfect Clients, and Selling with Confidence, Getting a Yes Without Being Pushy. She served as Vice President of Consulting and a Senior Coach for Chet Holmes and Anthony Robbins' world-renowned Business Mastery Program. She has been featured and quoted in CNN, Inc., MSN Money, Fox Business, and Entrepreneur magazine, and many other media outlets throughout North America. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Miss Stacy Highland. Hello, Stacy. How are you doing this evening?
1: Hi, I'm Lionel. I'm doing fantastic. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, great to have you here. I'm glad to have you here for this business, my first business segment of the year. So, thank you for kicking things off for 2021. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Now, like I said, I'm calling this show igniting your business. I'm calling that because I have the igniter here tonight. And so when it comes to helping businesses to maximize their sales opportunities, so they can acquire more clients and profits. And I love what she says here at the very end uh, in reading uh, her, her bio more time off to enjoy who and what they love. I know that I seek that. And I'm quite sure many of you seek the same thing. So let's just kick this off by looking back at the landscape or the business landscape since COVID-19. What are your thoughts, Stacey, on the business landscape during this pandemic that we're currently in now? Well,
1: you know, this is something that we have never experienced. We couldn't even foresee this. You know, in my work with Tony Robbins, he talks a lot about the seasons of business And that winter always comes and you always have to be ready for winter, but we didn't imagine quite this Arctic winter that we had here with having a pandemic. And so, um, you know, it just kind of like knocked the legs out of a lot of entrepreneurs all over the world. Um, I think it's been very challenging, but I also think that there's been some good things about it, that it's really um, made business owners become more focused on what's important I think it's allowed people to to slow down and spend that time with their families that they, they haven't done in the past. And I think one of the things that business owners need to really look at is that even though it's challenging, even though there's people that don't have money because of the pandemic, there's always people that are still spending money. So that's one of the things that I think entrepreneurs and business owners need to really focus on is what can you do to help people um, and reach those people that are still spending money.
0: Good. Now that's a very good point. I hadn't heard it. I uh, hadn't heard that exactly stated that way, but you're right. There are a number of businesses that have been thriving uh, since this pandemic. So and there are still opportunities out there. Now, with that being said, then space, what are some of the business lessons that, uh, Business owners may, I guess I would say, should have learned uh, from the events of last year. You know, with all the business closures, the employees working from home, all these different things, what are some of the business lessons from an operational, either from a financial standpoint, uh, that you can talk about tonight? Well, I think one of the things
1: I've seen with my clients that have been successful through the pandemic is that they had systems in place. And I know that systems are not a sexy topic and the majority of the world hates systems and hates creating them. Um, But what it does is create that order and have things be able to run without you. You know, like if somebody gets sick, even now um, people are seeing, you know, the people are getting sick. So some of the key employees um, are out. Like, do you have a system to do what you need to do without those employees that are in place? Um, Do you have duplicate systems? Can they be accessed from wherever? Those are some of the things that you need to look at. And I think one of the things I would suggest when I do systems with my clients, which isn't a huge focus, but we still look at it because it's really a big part of being able to scale your business, is what are the most important things that you need to do in your business? That if something happened today, or tomorrow that you need to have in order to run your business? And are those things noted? And it can be as simple as creating a video using your laptop or your phone and, you know, showing step-by-step how somebody else could do this, really a McDonald's level of system that somebody else could come in and implement. The
0: other thing I think that's go ahead – no, 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 I, I was thinking of when it, whenever I hear that, I'm thinking of SOP, standard operation, standard operation procedures.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. so important, and I think small business owners we we see that and we're like, oh, we don't have time for that. It's you know, it's not our focus. We need to focus on sales. But that's really crucial for when something disruptive like this happens. Um, the other thing I think people need to look at is. What else do I need to focus on all the time is sales, right? So you have the system, but you also need to focus on sales and marketing. Now, to put this in a historic perspective, we, we have in North America gone through, you know, recessions, and we had the Great Depression at, in the 1920s. And so 100 years ago, if you looked at the two big cereal companies, we had Kellogg's and we had Post. Back then, cereal was just a new thing, right? Because before, people used to eat oatmeal and ghoul and all that stuff, right? And right. what happened is at the beginning of the Great Depression, and you know, we think you know the Great Depression, they the bank failed, you know, there was a Dust Bowl, there were so many things going on back then that it was not just like a depression. It was it was oh. horrible. And right. at the beginning of that, Kellogg's and Post were nose to nose in terms of sales. And what happened was, Post cut their advertising cost and Kellogg's instead doubled down on the ads and launched a new product, which was, you know, counterintuitive to what was going on at the time, right? And right. so by 1933, in just four years, during a you know big depression, Kellogg's was up 30%. Now wow. you might think, well, that's not that much, but Post has never caught up like i would assume like if we survey the listeners out there the majority of them if they do eat cereal it's probably a kellogg's cereal and yeah post,
0: i'm one of them
1: <laughs> see see you're yeah. you're you're one of them and so the thing was is that now in 2020 kellogg's finished 22 billion dollars in sales and post finished with 6 billion in sales so over three times you know that that you know time frame went by and they never caught up. Wow. So that's what I want to say for you as you know, a small business owner. Like if you take your foot off the gas on sales and marketing because of the pandemic, you know, your competitors that aren't are going to outpace you.
0: That's a very good point. And I guess I'll add on to, uh, look for those opportunities to pivot in other areas. Uh, I know personally, uh, I've added, um, one or two other streams of income by pivoting into a different area, Uh, but yet doing my financial education. It's all built around financial education for me, but I've had some other areas that I was able to pivot uh, during this uh, pandemic that may not have come had it not been for that. So you're right. We still have to focus on revenues. We still got to focus on pushing the business forward. That's a very good point.
1: And I love what you said that, you know, you've had these additional streams of income, but they're still within your wheelhouse, that they're mm-hmm. still in that financial thing. I think a lot of times people see bright, shiny objects and start looking at all these different opportunities and it's it's necessary to stay within so that your your marketing that you're doing gets that ripple effect and gets more return on investment for everything that you're doing because it's all that same product and service, even if it's a yeah. new income stream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so what are some of the uh, barriers or some of the concerns that business owners should be aware of while trying to increase those revenues? Well,
1: one of the biggest things I see is that entrepreneurs, we are renowned for chasing bright, shiny objects, right? You know, they say squirrels. Like you know, like they say dogs, you know, they're they're off after the squirrel. Well, entrepreneurs are the business equivalent of dogs. We're chasing these squirrels or bright shiny objects. And so what happens is that, and I'm sure you've seen this, that you know, somebody says, Oh, I need an Instagram class, right? I'm gonna get clients, I'm gonna grow my business with Instagram. And then the next week they're like, Oh, I need to do Pinterest. Next week they're doing LinkedIn and they're doing YouTube ads, and so what they're doing is they're putting together a bunch of tactics without the strategy behind it, and they're, they're looking for the magic bullet that's going to make their, it's almost like weight loss, right? People are like, oh, I'm going to do um, low carb, I'm going to do Weight Watchers, I'm going to do, you know, Jenny Craig, and they're trying all of the things versus saying, okay, it's eating right and, and exercise and, and doing the things that are maybe not as exciting, but get the results. And so what I would say to entrepreneurs or business owners listening is that what you want to look at is what can you optimize that you're already doing? So before you go run all around and start doing all new things, what are you doing right now that you could get better results at? Are you sending a newsletter? Could you increase your open rate? If you're doing a newsletter, could you get more people to click through? Could you get more people to actually take that action that you put in the call to action? Could you increase the number of subscribers you have with the marketing that you already have in place by, you know, tweaking your offer page? There's so many little tips of, you know, pieces of optimization that we can do that get better results than mm-hmm. instead of running around and trying everything new. Like, what about your sales process? Optimizing your sales process, you know, what happens before you get on a sales call with somebody? What happens during the sales call? What's the follow-up, right? If you haven't optimized that, then don't go investing in more stuff.
0: Very good point. That reminds me of a of a uh, posting that I put up on on my social media. I think it was last week, where it talked about uh, we can uh, look at every every. You can look at every television program, listen to every podcast, you can read every book, but until you start doing the things that you know that you can be doing or should be doing, yeah, uh, it doesn't you can keep, you can forever attend a class. You can forever uh, read a book, but you got to put things, uh, put put the rubber to the road. You got to make things happen. And why not? You're right. Why not optimize some of the things that you're currently doing? There's always a better way or an improved way of doing what you already have been doing. So. Yeah, I think thing. that's
1: crucial. I always joke that, you know, if everybody got results from that, then anybody that bought a fitness magazine would be really fit and have six pack abs, but it's not, it's not happening. So, (laughs) um, you know, we actually have to do and implement the things that we're learning. I think one of the other mistakes, especially since this is a money show Mm -hmm. that I wanted to bring up is that people are stuck in their money mindset. And what I mean by that is that we have been, um you know our parents influence we have our family money story we have yeah. the cultural money story that comes from you know just growing up in North America and what happens is when you add the family money story plus the cultural money story it's your money story that you've mm-hmm. you know brought down through growing up and, and the things that you've seen and the things that you've heard and so people will here, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. That's for that. That's one that I have to like give myself a smack on the head because I'll say that to my kids. I'm like, really? I can't afford that thing that's six dollars, you know, at Starbucks. No, it's just, <laughs> I choose not to buy that right now, right? And so, right, right. You know, we have all of these things that we've heard. You know, do you think I'm made of money? Money is the root of all evil, right? And I'm yeah. sure everybody listening is like, yeah, my mom said that. My grandma said that. You know. Um, It's funny, I remember my mom, every, you know, after Christmas, my, you know, everything goes on sale, and my mom would say, you know, everything goes on sale, and my mom would say, well, this is why the rich get richer, and the poor get poorer, because, like, she'd see the wrapping (laughs) paper and everything for, you know, 75% off, and she wished she had the budget left to still buy it. Right. Um, So, it's just, you know, these are the things that we've, you know, integrated into our own thinking that that aren't serving you, right? So once you're aware of that, then you can choose something different. Now, culturally, you have the money story also, right? So you you have what you have from your family of origin, but also North America. Like how many times have you heard that you have to work hard, right? Yes. I mean, right? You have to work hard, and you have to sacrifice your family. You have to sacrifice your relationships. You have to sacrifice your health. You can't be rich and happy. You can't be rich and a good person, right? So I would say to your listeners, like, write down the things that you've inherited and and just, like, put in the back of your subconscious that are negative money stories. And really look at how you can shift those because once you're aware of them, you can be like, you know what? There's a lot of people that work really hard and don't have any money, right? You're right. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are working their butts off and they have, you know, nothing left at the end of the pay period. And so if that was true, like all those people that are working really, really hard would, would be, would be rich. Like the people that dig ditches would be way richer. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think once you're aware of those, then you can switch that over and look at some examples that serve you. Like, you know, do you have to, who are some people that don't work hard, but make a lot of money? who are some people that are really wealthy and have an awesome family and have amazing health, you know? And when you look at following some of these people, like I like, uh, I don't know if you know Jesse Itzler. Do you know him?
0: No, I'm not familiar with
1: him. So he is, he's absolutely amazing. He's an entrepreneur. He used to own a private jet company. He wrote the theme song for the New York Knicks. He, he's just like, he, he, was actually working with Fifty Cent before Fifty Cent was Fifty Cent, and wow. so he, he 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 I think Fifty Cent was his intern actually. But he's married to Sarah Blakely out of Atlanta, who is the founder of Spanx, and she's yeah. you know, her company's worth a billion dollars. And so yep. that's an example of who can you surround yourself with. Like I love to watch their stories on Instagram, and they're they're having fun, they're having family time, they're you know, doing exercise that like, it's just, what are you putting in your brain? Like, who are you putting in your brain that you're like, Oh my gosh, this is somebody that I can model for the wealth that I want.
0: Yeah, That's a very good point. You're right. Cause we are taught so much work hard. If you just work hard and, you know, work above 40 hours a week, uh, you got to put in the time, but you know, I've learned, I learned years ago. Uh, I forget, around the time frame that it happened, uh, work smarter, not harder. And that means, like you said, shifting your mindset, uh, changing up the way, uh, we do things now you can't operate the same way, you know, you did 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. if we did, if we operated the, uh, back then, the way we are right now, we, we will still be using Old fax machines. Uh, of course, fax machines are still in existence now, but you can. T- I can now take a snapshot with my phone and email you the document. You know, so that got... is
1: like such a game changer.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, even from a bank account standpoint, I mean, a couple of years ago, our bank allowed us. You get a check, you take a picture of the check, and you can deposit it into your account. Yeah. that was like unheard of years ago. So we. You're right. We got to adapt. We got to learn what works for us that doesn't cost us so much time away from our families where we, you know, it affects our health. You're absolutely right. I, I cannot agree more with you. I remember years ago, Stacey, when working uh, many hours and I would get home late. My kids are already in the bed. And uh, I, so I didn't get a really a, a good chance to even see them during the day. And I'm so tired, and it got to a point to where I was having to go see a chiropractor because I'm so tense, and Mm -hmm. I'm not eating well. I'm losing weight. And it took one of my chiropractors, in addition to my wife telling me that I need to slow down, my chiropractor told me, he said, well, Lionel, you have these two young kids. I said, yep. He said, "Uh, do you want to live to enjoy them? And that stuck with me for many, many years. And I said, okay, I need to adjust the way I'm doing things. And once I made that adjustment, I started making more money and working a little bit less. So it does work. It can't, you can do that, have that, that balance it's, there. So.
1: it's. And Lionel, thank God that that happened, that, the, that your wife and your chiropractor intervened and, you know, kind of said, hey, like you're, you're not on the path that you're going to want. And that's really what motivated me when I became a coach 20 years ago is that my dad died when he was 56 Wow. and when my wow. dad died he didn't do any of the things that he wanted to do on his bucket list he didn't go on vacations with us as much as he would have liked he didn't spend as much time and so when he, when he passed away he had a lot of regrets and so for me that really motivated me to set up my business This was before I had kids before I was married it motivated me to set up my business in a way that I was going to be able to be there for my kids when they got off the school bus, you know, Mm -hmm. that I was going to be able to, I didn't know this, but my daughter is a national level gymnast. I was able to travel with her to her meets and and get the best coaching and the best medical care and all that, because I set my business up intentionally. And my goal is really to give entrepreneurs back to their family. That's my mission because, you know, one of my clients, is he started coaching with me when he was at six figures and he's now at eight figures. And he said to me last year, he said, Stacy, he said, I see my friends and they, you know, they're close to a hundred million dollars. And he said, you know, it used to really frustrate me that they were making a lot more money. He said, but you know what I realized is that I wouldn't trade places with them. You know, their kids are on drugs. They don't have a relationship with their spouse. They're you know, some of them mm-hmm. are divorced, you know, they're, you know, just, you know, their kids hate them. And he said, for me to be able to, you know, his daughter was having a hard time. He said, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to take her out. We're going to do a father and daughter weekend. And we're going to go do something fun. Right. And he said, for me to be able to do that and like leave my business and, you know, just be with my daughter and be in that space. I'm so happy. Like, You know, hitting over $10 million with your business and having a life, that's winning.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree totally. I agree totally. Well, let's see. Let's move on. Now, understanding that all businesses are not the same, what are some activities or what are some strategies that businesses should focus on right now and going forward? During this pandemic, during the 2021 year, can you kind of share some some insight uh, regarding some activities or strategies that businesses should be focusing in on right now?
1: Sure. So I have a system called Add Zero Without the Hustle. And that's to help you go, you know, add a zero to your business, go to five figures, six figures. I've had clients go from zero to six figures and clients that went from six to eight figures. And, you know, I really looked at in creating this system is what are the things that my clients that went from six to eight figures did that we worked on that really got them results. And I would say we talked about mindset. So that's obviously has to constantly be improved and optimized. But the second thing I would say that's crucial is focusing on that perfect client. So there's always going to be, Um, a more perfect client that you absolutely love working with, that they're, you know, you hang up the phone or you turn off your zoom and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was fun. You know, you almost feel like they shouldn't even be paying you. You're having so much fun. And what happens when you have that perfect client relationship, you want to look at those people that are the top 20% of your clients who are the top 20% of your clients that are giving you 80% of your revenue. And a lot of times what happens as a business owner is the 80% that are only making up 20% of your revenue, those are the greasy, you know, squeaky wheels that are always like, Oh, I need this. Or can you make an exception? Or like, I can't pay this month. Can we move my payment date? There's all these things that are going on. Right. And I think the other thing there is that it's an energetic fit. So I think a lot of times the not so perfect client are energy vampires that when you, work with them or talk to them, they suck your energy. And so, Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you, have you, I'm sure you can think of one of those people.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. And so, you know, like you dread talking to them, you dread having to send them an email, you dread opening their email. And so it's not, it's, it's not a good place to focus your energy. When you focus on your perfect client, remember what we said at the beginning of the show was that, you need to focus on the people that are buying now, right? So I want you to define who are those perfect clients, who are those top 20% that are going to buy in any situation, and then market to those people. And that is really crucial. Now, in order to market to those people, what you need to do is figure out what's the messaging that's going to appeal to them. And that's the next step in my program is looking at your strategic positioning because a lot of times as a business owner, we see all of our competition, right? There's, there's a lot of people doing financial stuff, right? Mhm. Yes. Right. There's a lot yep. of people doing uh, financial stuff. There's a lot of lawyers. There's a lot of everything, right? That, you know, we have abundance. And, but the problem is that in a competitive marketplace in all of the noise that's taking place right now with, you know, you're seeing ads on your phone, you're seeing ads on the TV, you're seeing ads everywhere you go, that you need to really speak exactly to who you want to market to. And so it's important to know what is that messaging that's going to stand apart. Now, what I, to picture this in your head, is that when there's all this competition, your business, your products or service become a commodity, right? So Mm -hmm. a commodity is, You go to Walmart and you go look for a pair of black pants, right? And there's like 10 different kinds of black pants that you can buy. And people are like, okay, what's the cheapest pair of black pants I can buy? And on the other side is to go with couture, like custom made black pants that, you know, everybody's waist size is different. Everybody's legs are different, their hips. And if you had a pair of couture made for you, then you know that they're going to fit you. They're going to be like your favorite pair of pants because they're perfect for you. So with some of my clients, what we've seen is if we can set the messaging that sets you apart and doesn't make you a commodity anymore, then all of a sudden when people hear your message, they're going to stop in their tracks because it's really attractive. Now, one of my clients, I'll give you an example of how we did this, is that he sells to school nutrition programs. He sells pizza. And it's a very strange niche. But again, it's a commodity. Like, there's mm-hmm. pizza everywhere. Like, like, at the convenience store, at Walmart, at the grocery store, at the restaurant. Every restaurant has pizza. And so when he, they would call and talk about, hey, we have a pizza program, you know, it was like, okay, great. We have pizza, right? Everybody's- mm-hmm. And what we looked at is, what are the perfect clients? Like, who, what is their pain, and what do they want? So when I worked with Tony Robbins, he talks a lot about People do things for two reasons to move away from pain and move towards pleasure. Right. And so what happens is that when you're marketing, you need to think of those two things. So when we looked at that for his perfect clients, we realized that their pain was the fact that they were being judged by the school board on their performance of profit and participation in the school lunch program. And when he started calling and saying, hey, we're the company that helps you with your profits and participation, all of a sudden, people were like, oh, what's that? Tell me more about that, right? Because every single person that was his perfect client, they needed that. They wanted that. And mm-hmm. so it really opened the door. Versus Instead of being a commodity, he was now the couture, the, the thing that was made just for what they needed.
0: Gotcha. Perfect example. Good example there. Now, I want to get your thoughts then, Stacey, on uh, – we've heard this new term now for the last couple of years, the the gig economy. What are your thoughts about the gig economy? Do you – and uh, do you see it continuing to grow?
1: Well, I think there's always been a gig economy. I think the difference is that it's it's now digital, right? So, yeah. I mean – we have a house in a very small town and we still have the gig economy, like on the bulletin board at the post office, you know, that you tear off the phone number and,
0: <laughs> yeah. you know,
1: call the guy, you know, I know a guy. And so I think the, the gig economy has always existed, um, you know, through word of mouth, through, um, you know, face-to-face and all that. But being digital, it's amazing because what it's doing is it's allowing somebody that's in, you know, East Chabib. Uh, to compete with somebody that's in Chicago, right? And so I think it's a fantastic thing. It gives a lot of people that couldn't um, have a traditional job or that they want to um, have a side job to to make money while they're in their full-time job to transition into entrepreneurship. And um, it's also very useful for the business owners because a lot of business owners, when they're starting out, they don't want to hire a full-time person. You know, and I use a lot of people, like I have a video person that I use, and I have a um, YouTube person and a podcast guy. So, you know, it's great that we can really have people use the talents that they have to to make money. I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like it because it gives you, to me, a a certain amount of freedom. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, You can, uh, especially uh, now – you can pretty much go anywhere in the world and be able to provide the service or do the work, you know, for clients or for another business. Uh, I know I have some long-term goals for myself to where, you know, I'm, I'm in a very good position now that uh, kids are in college one. And uh, so my wife and I, we, 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 we're here being empty nesters. So uh, I want to be able to travel. But yeah. I'm not ready to retire yet, so I'm looking to take my computer with me and my smartphone with me and travel. But while I'm traveling, I can still do work from from time to time. So you're right. This, this is a very unique time right now from a digital standpoint that you can pretty much oh, – oh, it's kind of odd. I was reading today. There's a – I forget the name of the company – they they made an official statement to all their employees that they can from now on work anywhere they want to you don't have to come back into the office at all wow
1: so they can hire oh, the best talent in the world right
0: yeah yeah
1: because if somebody doesn't want to leave their the area that they live in they they can now work for that company i think i think it's fantastic and i love your retirement you know, dreams and goals, because I think that's the other thing that the gig economy does is that it's going to stretch out people being able to work for longer. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody when they're 70 years old wants to be clocking in 40 hours from nine to five and being told when they can go to the bathroom (laughs) and when they can take a vacation. Right. And so I think being able to, you know, work from anywhere and say, you know what, two hours a day, you know, Three days yeah. a week, and yep. you know that I think gives. I think it's going to keep people mentally sharp. It's going to keep people engaged. And I also think you know people that are older have so many skills that that the younger people need and wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree totally. Now, as we're coming down, Stacy, we have some minutes here remaining. Uh, I've asked this of all my guests. Uh, you know, especially this part of the. coming coming into the new year. Now, with COVID-19, of course, we have all been affected in some form or fashion. I use the analogy that we're all in the same boat. We may be sitting in a different part or a different section of the boat, but we're all in the same boat when it comes to this pandemic and all the things that have happened around that. Can you please share, as we're coming down to a close, just kind of give us some of your own personal maybe advice or recommendation uh, of, of how to cope during these days of COVID-19?
1: Yeah, such a good question. And okay. I think, you know, like they say, you know, when you have money, you're going to be more of what you are. If you were a jerk before, you're going to be more of a jerk <laughs> when you have a lot of money. And if you were really nice before you had money, you're going to be really nice you know, when you have money. I think the pandemic has really amplified that for people, right? Um, So, you know, the people that were just kind of hanging on by a toenail, they're they're really having challenges. And people that were doing well before already have those skills. Because, you know, I worked for Tony Robbins, there's a lot of mindset stuff that comes. I mean, because, um, you know, we can't rely on the usual escape that we have. You know, I talked about avoiding pain and moving towards pleasure well for a lot of people it was going out to eat going out to those bars going dancing mm-hmm. traveling right there were all these escape clauses that we could do if we were too miserable in our own skin and so I think now it's like okay what can we do mentally to help us you know thrive through this time there's no reason that we have to not thrive um, one of the things I think that's really important is to set your goals, right? So you know where you're going, keep yourself focused, break those goals down into baby steps, right? So well, I give the example of a website. You know, entrepreneurs say, well, you need to do my website. Well, it sounds like a ginormous task when you say redo my website or launch a website. But if you were mm-hmm. to look at launching a website as a project and then have the task be little, little baby steps, like, What if you could just decide on the headline today? What if you could just decide for the picture on your homepage, right? Those are things Mm. that are even in the middle of a pandemic that feels really, really difficult and feels like we're moving through mud a lot of times. You know, and it's not just the pandemic. I mean, let's face it, you know, like the whole government was, you know, in turmoil, the social unrest. It is not just the pandemic people are dealing with right right now, right? Systemic racism, all of that. And so I think what we want to look at is what is that step we can take now in order to take the baby steps, you might have to do some mental work before you do that. So what I suggest is that you get into state like Tony Robbins talks about, like how can you get yourself into that peak state? Some of the ways to do that are music. I know you love music. Yes. Um, You're know, putting on your favorite songs, like rocking it out. I mean, my kids do the dishes and they rock out in the kitchen. It's hysterical. Um, yeah. the most fun you've ever seen doing dishes very loud yeah. but they have fun <laughs> right so you know getting yourself into that state like what's a song like um, mambo number no. five like that's a song that you can't listen to and be like annoyed you know or depressed <laughs> it's like you you have to like go to it you know it just gets you into it so create that playlist on your phone that you mm-hmm. can go to when you're having a hard time the other thing I suggest is looking at there's a great book by Noah St. John called Affirmations, and okay. it's really about how to, instead of saying, I am rich, I am rich, I am rich, and your brain is saying, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not, right? He's saying, huh. instead, why not put this in the form of a question, which Tony Robbins is a huge fan of questions. Ask a better question, and you'll get a better result. So instead, you would ask, why am I so rich? Well, this is funny, Lionel. <laughs> so I was taking my dog out. And I came back inside the house and I looked in the corner of my garage. And in the corner of my garage, I have like three things of toilet paper and you know, Costco toilet paper. We're not talking just the drugstore <laughs> toilet paper. And yeah. I was laughing because one of my friends says the way she feels rich is when she has like a big stockpile of toilet paper. And that was pre pandemic <laughs> that she said that. And so I just laughed to myself tonight. I said, oh, look how rich I am. I have so much toilet paper. (laughs) And so that's like when you ask your brain, like, why am I rich? Well, because I have running water, because I have food in my refrigerator, even if my teenagers don't like what it is, right? Right. We have enough food to eat for a week, even if we didn't go to the grocery store. And so you start to ask yourself that, and then you get into a better state. And then you can take that next baby step, even if you don't feel like it
0: in the moment. Good point. Very good point. I like that. That's that's definitely something to look for. I got to work it's on my great. baby steps in that
1: Just baby steps, because everybody can do a baby step, and just if it's too overwhelming, just break it down again into something really simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. I guess I'm gonna start blasting the music here in my house more then.
1: <laughs> that's good. That's
0: good. That's cool. Well, Stacy, uh, if um, if you can please provide your contact information for NM, uh, for all of my listeners rather, for those that would like to contact you or maybe even do business with you, if you can please provide your contact information, website, uh, any upcoming events or webinars that you may be doing, if you can uh, share that with us tonight.
1: Sure. So you can find me on the internet, Stacy Highland. It's Stacy with an E Y and Highland H Y L E N. And I would say to spell it, it's like help you leverage everything now. So com. And if you go on there, you can see all the things I do. Um, you can book a session. And in that session, it's a complimentary free session that will actually look at you know, what's stopping you right now and keeping you from hitting that next level in your business. And then what are the steps that you need to do to, to add a zero to your business? So um, that's completely free at com. The other thing I have is a really good checklist. I love a checklist um, because it helps you see like the, the parts that you're not seeing that are costing you money. So the checklist is at moreclientsandcash.com. I assume most of your, your listeners want more clients and cash. So just go to moreclientsandcash.com. And there you can have that free checklist that talks about a bunch of the things that we talked about tonight about, you know, how to get more of those perfect clients, how to find the money that you have in your business that you don't even see, and how to optimize a lot of the things that you could be making more money without doing any more marketing or advertising. And I'm Stacy Highland everywhere. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I do have a free Facebook group. So if you look at um, Facebook Optimize with Stacey is full of things. I do videos in there and I'm always sharing things, you know, both personally and business-wise that you can do to optimize your business. So you can check that out. I also have a podcast as well. So Perfect.
0: Great. Great. Yeah. Cool. Stacy, thank you so much. Uh, This has definitely been a very good business segment. Thank you so much for kicking this off for us uh, for the year. Thank you for being here, providing this wealth of knowledge and information. So thank you so much for being here tonight on the show. Thanks,
1: Lionel. It was my pleasure. It was so much fun. and I'll just end my segment by saying, don't just learn, implement. For everybody out there, like Lionel said, you know, implementation is crucial. So take take what you learned tonight and actually put
0: one little baby step into action. Absolutely. So we all got homework to do. Perfect. Perfect. All right, then. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also visit me at my website at ShipmanConsulting.com. That's ShipmanConsulting.com. Oh, Stacy, by the way, uh, you have a book coming out real soon. Can you kind of give me one or two Give me a minute on that. Uh, Share with everybody about the book. It's
1: called called Hidden Profits, More Clients and Cash. And it's all about the ways that you have money hidden in your business that you can dig out of your business without spending any more more money on marketing or advertising. The average business owner finds $85,000 of hidden profits. So um, it's absolutely, it's so easy to do. There are things that you can do in one week that my clients have used to increase their sales 50% in one week. So if you want to look at some of the parts of that, you can go to that more clients in cash. It actually gives you a few of those things that you can implement immediately to boost your cash flow.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, good, good. I almost forgot to ask you about that. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. All right. Well, all right, good. Okay. Well, I want everyone to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But before we go out, you know, I always have to play a little bit of music. Check this song out. It's called Bliss by Mr. Randy Scott. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next week.